On today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings, we have a write-in about a basement demon and what happens when they go face-to-face with it. More coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay spooky, listeners. Listen if you dare. As we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena, write in at unexpectedhaunting739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Haunting. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Your host here, Ben. It is so good to be back. Again, we're going to be doing new episodes every Friday, and I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, we have an amazing, amazing write-in um, from our dear friend Katie that wrote in, and it is an amazing story that takes place in Canada. Um, I might botch the name, but uh, read through the story and can confirm it is a crazy as shit story. Um, A lot happening in the story. It is super, super crazy. Um, To say the least, we also have a story about a haunting at a place called the Sally House. Uh, It takes place into um, Atchison, Kansas. Uh, and uh, it, it's a very interesting story as well. We might go through the history of that, the paranormal occurrences that we see with that. And um, I believe we might have one more story to kind of wrap it up for t- today's episode. Um, the uh, This episode won't be too, too long, um, but um, it's a very, very interesting one for you today. I hope that everyone is doing well. And as always, if you guys would like to write into us, unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. There it is. That's the way she wrote it. It is right there, my friends. If you guys would like to send in a media file or just write into us, we would love, love, love to share your stories and um, experience what you experienced, if you will. Uh, with with the paranormal, even with the um, phenomena as well. We also go with Bigfoot stories. We also love um, UFOs. All of that that cannot be explained. We love it all so so much. Um, is just uh, it's just so great to be able to um, to share your stories, and it's almost like we're sharing a part of you as well along with the stories. Um, so that's a very interesting uh, way to put it. Um, but I hope that everyone is doing well. I know that uh, summer is finally starting to wrap up a little bit, um, and it is about to get a little bit crazy um, here as the times get colder and thankfully summer will go away very soon it's getting too damn hot everyone <laughs> it's getting too damn hot um to just go outside so i can't wait to have that feeling again to go back outside enjoy the nice fall weather whether it be going out to the mountains um 
or either, you know, just going out just in general. Um, so again, thank you so very much for being here. I really appreciate that so much. Um, and, uh, your support really, really means the world. Uh, it really does. And, uh, again, if you have any questions, any input on, um, any of the things, please write in. It would be amazing to hear from you. It always livens up my heart to be able to see uh, stories being sent in and everything. This is seriously what this podcast is all about. It's all about you and all about the stories that we get from you as well. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a great one. Um, um, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, this this story that's written in it's by uh, a friend of ours, Kat, uh, Katie, that wrote in. Uh, it's called The Basement Demon. And I'm really, really excited to dive into this one as well. Um, again, like I said, it takes place, I believe it's pronounced Saskatchewan. I hope that I'm not botching that. But it's a very uh, unique name, and uh, it seems like it'd be a very interesting uh, story to tell. So, without further ado, let's go ahead. Excuse me. Um, Let's get into this story as we read this, and then we'll discuss about it. Um, It'll be... It'll be a great discussion, I'm pretty sure, about that. Um, Sorry about uh, (laughs) tongue-tying today. Words appear to be hard today. Um, I don't know if that is true for anyone else, but we're going to make it through it today's episode, tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. Also, we did branch out to Google Play and some other places as well for the podcast channel, so you can listen to us more often i'm also going to be uh branching out to stitcher as well so we'll be uh going live through stitcher as soon as these episodes post up on fridays um it's going to be great i'm still waiting for iHeartRadio to go through with anchor but as soon as that does we're definitely gonna be going live on iHeartRadio. i know a lot of people that use iHeartRadio. it is a wonderful and amazing thing and um yeah, the more the better, right? Um, anyways, again, thank you so much for your support for this channel. Without you, this channel could not be possible. And this podcast could not be possible as well. Well, here we go. This is called The Basement Demon. And I hope that you enjoy this. I grew up on my family farm, out by a small town in Saskatchewan, where my great-great Guido built our homestead after arriving to Canada from Ukraine back in 1902. My Guido had died in that house years before I was born, so my three siblings and I were no strangers to the paranormal. We had all experienced our own things, from seeing someone in the mirror, which was not our own reflection, to seeing someone standing by our closet, then disappearing into thin air. 
safe to say we were never skeptics, but rather were able to pass off those weird little happenings as a friendly ghost or just someone trying to get our attention. My mother is also a medium, so we'll... We all have, well, we all, we all may have gotten her hypersensitivity genes as well. Like I said before, I've had many encounters with the paranormal, but none quite like the one in the basement suite I rented in North Battleford. For those unfamiliar with Canadian stati- stati- statistics, North Battleford. Saskatchewan is ranked the second most dangerous city in Canada based on CSI, Crime Severity Index. It's not exactly the kind of place young people dream of moving to start families or begin their lives by any means. However, I had just completed my Bachelor's of Education degree from University of Saskatchewan and was fortunate enough to get a job offer before my convocation, and I just felt too honored and lucky to pass it up. The job was teaching grades 1 through 6 music and grade 5 ELA as a small town with about 45 minutes outside of North Battleford, but it was so last minute that I really struggled to find a already furnished place to live. The first place of the contract was from February 22nd to June 30th. I figured four months of commuting isn't a very intense commitment, so I started looking for reasonably priced places to live in North Battleford. I eventually came across this one place. It was a small basement suite about a block and a half down from the hospital. It was the cheapest place. And after looking at it, I figured again, it's only four months. I can handle it. I had no idea just how long the next four months were actually going to feel. I sat down at the table in the basement with the landlord of the house and my mom, who was there to help me move my things in. As we went through the contract together, she motioned to a part of a page where I had to submit two emergency phone numbers In case of dire emergency, I said, wow, that's actually kind of smart. I mean, you just never know. To which the landlord subtly replied, yeah, well, we had to find that out the hard way. Neither my mom or I pushed the subject. Yes, we found it a little odd, but we didn't feel the need to snoop into her past tenant's history. And frankly, I didn't have the time to worry about weird little happenings. I was just happy to have a furnished place to stay while I started my first job as a full-time elementary school teacher. We signed the contract, collected the keys, and started to unload my things. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary the entire time my mom was there with me, but shortly after she left and I was alone in the basement, something felt off. Now, as someone who does believe in the paranormal, I also tend to rationalize things first. I put it off as being the biggest change in my life thus far, and it was just weird that I was living in my own place by myself for the first time ever in my life. 
That night I couldn't sleep. I thought it was a mixture of feelings of excitement, worry, and nerves about my new job, meeting the kids, being the best teacher I could possibly be. But there was something else. Something I couldn't quite put my finger on. Just then my phone went off, scaring the living hell out of me. The guy I was somewhat seeing had texted me at 2 a.m. He worked in construction and was excited to tell me he would be staying in North Battleford for the next three weeks while working on a project. I was excited to have someone I knew in the city, so he agreed to come over the next day to see my place. When I told him my address, he was skeptical. He told me, you do realize you were living in literally the worst area in North Battleford, right? I told him I had a hunch since the landlord had installed the second door for extra protection. But I explained to him I didn't exactly have a lot of time to find someplace extravagant. He stayed for supper, then before he left, he told me to make sure I stayed safe, and that if I ever felt like I was in danger, to give him a call. He left, and I never heard from him again. It wasn't serious, so I was, wasn't overly hurt by it. Just thought it was strange and even a bit rude, but I had plenty of other things to focus on. I was excited about this new chapter in my life. After the first three nights of staying in that house, I was exhausted. Every single night I lay in bed, staring at the weird, giant stain in the ceiling, wide awake for no apparent reason. By this point, I started to notice little things around the place, such as lights turning on and shutting themselves off, doors creaking when I was in the... In the uh, when I was in the other room, the TV turning on and off, and even changing channels when I was trying to watch it. At first, I thought it was something electrical, but I quickly realized it was maybe some friendly spirit trying to get my attention. I was right about someone or something wanting my attention, but I wasn't right about it being friendly. My energy was completely drained as I started staying at the school until 9 p.m. working, just so I would have to be in the house alone for a shorter amount of time. I still couldn't sleep in the bedroom, and the energy around the house had just started to feel dark and uncomfortable. It wasn't until my dad came to visit me when I offered him my room and said I would sleep on the couch that I finally got a full night's rest. I asked him in the morning how he slept, and he said, fine, but that was it. I moved my bedding out of the couch and started sleeping there at night. I was finally sleeping throughout the night and would even shut the door to the room just to be sure whatever negative energy was coming from there would stay in there. And it worked for a while until it didn't. I had gotten home late from work, as usual, and crashed on the couch without supper. Also a very common kind of night for me. I was fast asleep on the couch when something woke me up. 
I opened my eyes and immediately had that feeling of not being alone. I could feel the presence of someone in the house. Then the toilet flushed and the bathroom door started to creak open. It was around 3 a.m. and I was exhausted, still trying to catch up on all my lost sleep. I thought someone had finally broken into the house and I was about to be murdered, but for some reason, I didn't care. I was too tired to care. All I knew was I wasn't going to open my eyes. Though I didn't care if I, tr- if I died, I was terrified. I heard footsteps coming from the now open bathroom door, but it wasn't like regular footsteps. It sounded like claws clacking on the floor with each step as it inched towards me. Slowly but surely, with each tap of a footstep, I heard a claw on the hardwood floor crystal clear. That's when I realized nobody had broken into my home. It was whatever was in there with me all along. As it drew nearer, I started to recite the Lord's Prayer in my head, first in English, then in Ukraine. As I was praying, I felt whatever that thing was kneel down so that its face was right in my face on the other side of the covers which I had pulled over my head like a scared child. I could feel its breath and breathing onto my face, my neck, my chest. Then, as weird as it sounds, I saw it. My eyes were closed, but I saw it. It's like it planned itself as an image in my head. It wasn't human. It had horns and a kind of long face, and it was telling me to open my eyes. I refused. I started reciting the Lord's Prayer out loud at this point, shaking in fear under the covers. First in English, then Ukraine, then English, and so on and so forth. This went on for about half an hour, but it felt like an eternity. I finally felt the presence leave, and after a long while... I looked up over my covers, complete darkness. Though the bathroom door was still open, I turned on all the lights in the house, crying at this point, and I called my mom. I could hardly spit out the words, and I felt terrible since it was now 3 a.m. or 3.30 a.m. But she picked up and talked to me into calming down and telling her what had happened. I knew she would understand, and she did. She was able to confirm what had been there with me was uh, was demonic in nature. She did a cleanse from right where she was at her place, even though I was four hours away. She reminded me that I was surrounded by the positivity of a bright white light, and that it was enough to keep evil away. And she was right. That was the last of it. The most terrifying night of my life was over, and so was the haunting of that place. I felt safe enough to move back into the bedroom where I was actually able to sleep from then on. After I had moved out, my mom had discovered the girl who lived there before me had committed suicide in that house. We had just assumed whatever was in there had tormented her also, 
but with no prior experience to the paranormal. Maybe she couldn't handle it, and it had pushed her over the edge like it was trying to do to me. The landlord didn't find her until a few days later. She couldn't get a hold of her, which is why she makes all tenants put emergency numbers on the contracts now. Though I continue to experience trivial things in my life, I have never experienced anything quite like that since. I've always wondered if it came about from being so close to the hospital where death and sadness consumed the entire block like a dark, menacing cloud. Regardless of how it got there, it's gone now, and maybe the landlord will be able to keep her tenants for longer now and alive. To every, everyone listening, a few prayers in two different languages and the help of a psychic medium are what saved me from the haunted place. There are people who will believe you all around you. You just need to seek them out and they will help. I will never forget that night and I hope that whatever had tormented me was gone for good and wouldn't torment anyone else. Cat, Saskatchewan, Canada. All right, so that's going to be our favorite write-in ever. Um, again, Kat, thank you so very much for writing in from, I believe it's Saskatchewan, Canada. Again, if you need to fix me on that, please do. Um, I'm not the good, I'm not the best at um, at pronouncing um, pronouncing names and all of that sort so um i hope that i said it right if not um you definitely have the right to correct me on that <laughs> um but uh that is definitely a huge huge experience um and i'm really glad that you got a hold of that medium though because um that would uh, have not turned out too well um, if you didn't reach out to a professional to help you out. That's very interesting, though. I've never heard of doing a cleansing from far away. That is very interesting indeed. But I'm really glad that it did work. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, a whole fucking shit show. Um to, to be honest with you, like, you're super brave. Just wanted to point that out. You're super, super fucking brave to go through this and to be able to share this story. I know that it probably brought back memories with sharing this story. So, again, thank you so very, very much for writing into us. It's as easy as that, everyone. You heard that. It's so easy. Just type in your story. We can tell it on the air. We can share it on the air, and um, it's just as simple as that. Also, if you want to share it 
via media file, you're more than welcome to as well. You can send it through a Google Drive if it's too long, or um, you know, just normally just send it through with MP3 format if possible. Um, again, that was the Basement Demon. That is very uh, a very good story. I don't think I've ever read a story that detailed before. Um, so again, thank you so very much, Kat, for writing that in. If you have anything to add on to this, listeners of Unexpected Hauntings, um, then please do write into us, unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. We'd love to get back to you on that. And uh, I believe with that being said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and check out the hauntings of the Sally House. Um, and uh, it is a very interesting, interesting experience, uh, to say the least. I watched or I read some of uh, the Sally House, and uh, it claims to have a demonic presence with cultic rituals and such like that. Uh, and we know that that definitely brings in negative energy. Before I go in, I'm going to read this little synopsis of it, and then we're going to go into the history of the Sally House. And again, this takes place in Kansas. Here we go. It says that that could be more painful for a six... What could be more painful for a six-year-old than being surgically operated on while still awake? No wonder Sally's phantom still haunts the Sally house. Some claim that a demon that was called by the cultric rituals the house hosted haunts the house and apparently hides under the identity of Sally's apparition. Also, after investigations, the Kansas Paranormal Group claimed that the phantom of a middle-aged woman also haunts this house. Let's dive further into this story as we go over the Sally house. In a quite scenic town named Atchens in Kansas sits a house whose characteristics are completely different from its locality. A phantom named Sally had reportedly made this house its home, and this has given the house its well-known name, the Sally House. It is claimed that even the bravest of hearts break emotionally inside the house because of the eerie atmosphere it offers. Here's some of the history. Built during the mid-1800s by the the, the, the Finies, it was used by Dr. Charles Finney as his clinic. He was a local physician and used the house to practice medicine he used the bottom floor to perform surgery and examinations and used one of the bedrooms as his office. The family initially lived inside the building, but eventually moved out because of the limited space inside of the house. One dreadful night, a panicked mother 
bought her six-year-old daughter named Sally to the house for treatment. The kid was going through extreme pain and suffering, and the mother begged Charles Viney to treat her. After performing a thorough examination, he confirmed that she had appenditis, appendicitis, and decided to operate on her before her appendix bursted or burst. Because of the emergency, Charles Viney did not wait until the anesthesia effect was felt and proceeded to surgically operate on the girl. This, however, proved to be the wrong choice as Sally died on the operation table itself. However, before her death, she went through extreme pain with a report saying her screams were heard throughout the streets. After all, what else could a kid who is being cut open in half doesn't state do other than scream? Cut open in a half dozen state do other than scream. Must be a typo. <laughs> the house was left ab- abandoned after this incident, and locals say that the occult rituals were performed in the house's basement after its abandonment. The house was later bought by a young couple, Tony and Deborah Pickman, who moved into it and in 1993 with their newborn. They eventually moved out of the house again after Tony was, a, was attacked by an unknown entity inside the house. This led to the house being featured on television show named Sightings which increased the popularity among the paranormal investigators community. The Sally House was listed on Zillow for 1 million USD in February 2016. And when its price price greatly dropped to almost 500k USD in August 2016, in November 2017 it ended up being taken off the real estate market. Here are some of the paranormal occurrences. Some claim that the house is haunted by the spirit of Sally, while others claim that a demon that was called by the cultric rituals, the house hosted haunts the house and apparently hides under the identity of Sally's apparition. Also, after investigations, the Kansas Paranormal Group claimed that the phantom of a middle-aged woman also haunts the house. The house's former resident, Tony, reports seeing his dog growl at the empty spaces, mainly near the upstairs nursery. He also reported that he eventually started feeling scratches on his chest and abdomen while he stayed in the house. He says that the operating area grew cold all of a sudden, and objects moved on their own. He says that the event where he was lifted and pushed off the stairs by something that can't be explained proved to be the last straw. One of Atchison's Chamber of Commerce's members, Andrea Clements, 
It reports getting a headache and a scratchy feeling on the back of her throat every time she enters the house. A paranormal investigator named Elijah had investigated the house multiple times, and every time we've come, it's gotten progressively more intense. What we feel it's more dangerous is that he has to say. He firmly believes that the house is haunted just by Sally, but by something more sinister as well. During his investigations, he reports seeing balls and toys move on their own in the upstairs room and also reports hearing footsteps inside the house during the night. Visitors of the house say that their gadgets abruptly stop working inside the house only to work again after they leave the place. They also say that the batteries drain extremely fast inside the house and some have seen objects move on their own and some even say that things were aggressively thrown at them by something invisible. Many visitors reported seeing mysterious scratches and bruising on their bodies during and after their visit. It should be noted that most who report being hurt by the entities inside the house are men. Visitors have also reported being touched and feeling cold spots in their bodies. Some have also experienced sporadic, mysterious drops in temperatures. The house not just scares people, but also animals and trained guide dogs constantly refuse to enter the nursery and growl and bark at the empty spaces. Many psychics who have tried to consume or to commune with the entities inside the house have also claimed the house to be haunted and the house has also made many skeptics who enter it leave it as believers of the paranormal. The house is now open for public visits and overnight stays which can be booked on their official website and continues to stay a hot spot for paranormal fanatics. All right, so there is the Sally House in all its fucking glory, right? Um, who would like to spend a night in the Sally house? Not fucking me. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> um, trust me, I would like to go visit Kansas, but you know, maybe take some pictures outside of the house by a distance. I would like to see the place for sure. You know, mm. but, um, yeah. That is a creepy-ass story indeed. It makes me wonder if Sally is doing the scratching. Because I gotta think, she's not just standing there on that operating table, not moving at all. I would think that possibly she was probably scratching the doctor, like yelling, scratching, screaming. Um, there was a lot more than just laying on the table, I think. Um... So I think that that might be a, um, 
after effect of what happened during all that was going while that all that was going on um so and you know the doctor was a was a man so kind of makes sense why that the touching the scratching um all of that is going on um in that house also the sore throat and everything i can think of possibly like maybe that's what she was feeling during all that i don't know um it's very interesting how how ghosts can kind of manipulate the brain and kind of make you feel how they felt in those moments um very interesting uh little history uh story for you about the sally house um, and if you want, I'm definitely going to be posting a picture of the Sally House um, in our Instagram. We do have an Instagram as well, Unexpected Hauntings. Um, and I would love to post it in there as well. Um, that's also where we share um, info about podcast episodes and more on that uh with going on with what's going on within the week and stuff like that so um again thank you so very much for all the support that absolutely means the world this this podcast could not be a thing without you so thank you so much for listening and um like i said we're trying to branch out to other podcast areas we have apple podcasts spotify we're going to be having stitcher here very soon um google uh music i believe is one of them amazon music is now a thing um with us as well so we're definitely spreading the word with the ghost podcast love love doing this and love sharing your stories again if you'd like to write in unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com we want to hear from you um that is what our podcast is all about is hearing from you hearing from your experiences and sharing them on our podcast um and uh again you could send it send us in a uh typed in letter or you could send us in a media file either one would be amazing also i'm trying to figure out how i can possibly do um toll free calls um where we can get call-ins and people can actually share their stories on call as well. Um, anyways, I believe that that is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for um, coming by and listening to us. I really appreciate that. I hope that you really enjoyed that ride-in with the Basement Demon. That was really amazing and really, uh, really cool. Creepy as fuck, but really cool. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, y'all got to learn about the Sally House. Like I said, I'm going to be posting pictures of the Sally House on our Insta. It's going to be great. I, believe, I, I guess that's what everyone calls it. I don't know if I'm out of the loop. Um, we're going to put it on Insta. Yeah. Feeling hipster, right? <laughs> Anyways, thank you so very much for believing in us. And uh, we believe in you. We believe in your stories. No no discrimination whatsoever. We will love to hear from you. So again, have a wonderful rest of your day from Ben Ben to Unexpected Hauntings. Have a wonderful, wonderful night and stay spooky.